This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi friends, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a frequent flyer. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my very favorite deep cuts with you, so let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365 with MXM Tune. Today, in 1935, Amelia Earhart flew from Honolulu to Oakland, California. Shout out to my hometown. It was the first solo flight from Hawaii to the U.S. mainland. She departed from a Wheeler Field in Honolulu, Hawaii, and flew to the Oakland Airport in Oakland, California. If there are any airports that I am even remotely familiar with in the continental United States, it is Oakland Airport. Hawaiian businesses had offered $10,000 to whoever could complete the first solo flight and Earhart completed the 2,400-mile flight in 18 hours. Afterwards, Earhart wrote an article for National Geographic about the groundbreaking flight called My Flight from Hawaii. Three years earlier, Earhart had been the first woman to do a solo flight across the Atlantic Ocean, landing in Londonderry, Ireland. That flight earned her a Distinguished Flying Cross awarded by the U.S. Congress. Four years before that, she'd been the first woman to cross the Atlantic in a plane at all, as a part of a three-member crew— She hadn't been a pilot in that crossing. She'd just been keeping a logbook, but it nevertheless secured her first of many firsts as a woman in an airplane. It was also the flight that made her famous, which set the stage for her illustrious career as an aviatrix. Alas, as you probably know, that career was cut woefully short. Two years after her Hawaii-Oakland flight, she and her navigator, Frederick J. Noonan, attempted to fly around the world, but the plane was lost. On July 2nd, 1937. Though the exact location of the plane's disappearance is not known, we know that it was somewhere between New Guinea and Howland Island in the South Pacific because Lai, New Guinea, was her last recorded stop, and she was headed for Howland Island, a small island in the Pacific. The last signal that her radio operators picked up was that she was low on fuel. They weren't declared dead for another two years, and the case officially remains unsolved. President Franklin D. Roosevelt even authorized a $4 million rescue mission, but it was to no avail. Probably the most common theory is that the plane crashed in the Pacific Ocean. There's evidence for this one, too. The message that she was low on fuel indicates that she could have therefore run out of fuel and crashed into the ocean. In addition to fuel being low, Earhart Noonan had put in calls to the U.S. Coast Guard ship Itasca that they were having trouble finding Howard's Island. There were also some really crazy theories about her disappearance, as well as more likely ones. For instance, there are theories that she landed, but on the wrong island. The International Historic Aircraft Recovery Group believes that she landed on Gardner Island, an island near Howard's Island that was completely deserted. 
Since it was a deserted island, they postulate that she and her companion perished from lack of food and resources and no ability to communicate with others. But since then, an aircraft has just never been found on the island, so the theory hasn't been validated. Getting more into the conspiracy side of theories, a photograph found in the National Archives fueled another one. In the photo, a woman who looks like she could potentially be Earhart is standing near a man who looks like he could potentially be Noonan. However, the photograph is so old and blurry that there's no way to tell if anyone who looks like anything is actually there or if it's wishful thinking. The theory based on the photograph is that Earhart and Noonan landed on the Marshall Islands, where they were held by the Japanese and not allowed to come back to America. One government investigator, Leikini, insists that the photo is of Earhart and she was held prisoner, while the Japanese government denied any involvement. Veering more and more into the ridiculous, then comes the theory that Earhart was a spy. There have been whole books written about how perhaps Earhart was actually a government agent. This theory postulates that she and Noonan were in assignment to document Japanese island installations and were captured in the process. But then there's another theory, also with a book written about it, that she survived whatever plane crash or emergency landing that happened, taken by the Japanese, transferred back to American forces, and repatriated to New Jersey. There, it is postulated she was given a new name, Irene Bolam, and became a housewife. That last one definitely didn't happen, because when the real Irene Bolam caught wind, she filed a lawsuit against the author of the book. There's also a theory about, wait for it, aliens. I don't really need to give you the details on that one. You can figure it out for yourself if, you know, she was abducted by aliens. You never know. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now for today's music fact. Today, in 1971, Mary J. Blige was born. That is certainly a cause for celebration. Let's talk a little bit about the queen of hip-hop soul and her incredible career. In 1992, Blige shook up the music world with her album, What's the 411? In the ensuing years, she released 13 studio albums, and eight of them went multi-platinum worldwide. She's won nine Grammy Awards as well as shelves worth of American Music Awards and Billboard Music Awards. Music critics credit her with changing the role of Black women in hip-hop and broadening the horizons for young Black female singers. Throughout her epic career, Blige has done some amazing gigs and performances. She even performed for Barack Obama at the 2012 Democratic National Convention. Stay tuned for a Barack-centric episode next week. She has launched her own record labels, which she calls her Little Mary's, and has helped create a perfume. Perfume and record labels? I can only hope to get to that level of diversification. She's also become an actress, and after 2017's Mudbound, was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. With that, she became the first person to be nominated for an acting award and a songwriting award in the next year. If you need another reference to something that Miss Blige has been in, The Umbrella Academy is one of her most recent works. She plays the agent Cha-Cha. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a January 11th in my life. 
oh my god, are we surprised on <laughs> January, January 11th, I went and got boba in 2017, wow, that's so crazy, I'm so quirky, just getting boba every single day, honestly, that's gonna be like half of these memories, I don't have anything else that I've done in my life, in 2020, I went to see Vessel, which is an architectural, I guess, interactive exhibit, that is at Hudson Yards in New York City. And this was actually a really cool moment too. I went with my best friend, Anna, um, and I had been actually studying that building before it even finished its construction because of doing architecture in high school. So it was really cool to have my last recollection of it be in the renderings of something that didn't even exist, then all of a sudden go to an actual physical structure that was finished that I can interact with and walk around. Um, And it's beautiful, I'd love to go back. Thanks so much for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.